living in Russia right now it's some hard thing you if you want to live there you need to work and also pay taxes and these taxes are going for war right now in Ukraine and it's hard for many people to to contribute to, to war as a feel um, that they are part of this system it's hard for them and I can understand it and and they they, they choose living abroad um, rather than staying in Russia and getting the system better because um, you can't do it right now in Russia unfortunately you will be arrested and it's it's real really hard time um, uh, for Russian that think about this thing um, and for me also, I would I would love to live in Russia, in this beautiful Russia in the future, democratic system and so on. Um, but I don't see it in um, near future, unfortunately. And I would rather live in Germany now. Welcome to Language and Culture with Dr. J. On my website, culturium.com, I bring you something new every week, your weekly dose of culture. So please have a look, culturium.com, that's C-U-L-T-U-R-E-U-M.com. We are now in season five of the podcast, a season that is entitled culture exponential because I focus on interculturality, how cultures complement and supplement each other, how within one person we can find traces of many cultures, and on how our cultural influences, regardless of where these influences come from, how our cultural influences shape our beliefs and our actions. Today, I would like to connect the dots between Russia, Italy, and Germany with the help of my guests, Maria Podrotskaya and Gaia Rop. Welcome, Maria and Gaia. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? Very well. Excited. Fine. Excited, okay, okay. So you know that we want to call the episode Caviar, Pasta and Bratwurst. Why do you think I decided on that title? Because it's maybe a representation of all participants of this talk, maybe. <laughs> Okay, so what do you represent, Maria? Um, caviar, maybe, or? So I think you actually represent caviar, bratwurst, and pasta. Okay, yes. <laughs> Could be also all three things. And Gaia? I mean, pasta for sure. But I think you definitely represent bratwurst as well. I'm on my way to represent it. Still not there yet. So, Maria, let's start with you. So, you represent, I said that you represent caviar, uh, bratwurst, and pasta, so why? Okay, it's a little piece of culture that represents all all of three cultures that I lived in, as I used to live in. Um, I was born in Russia and I live in Germany now. And I was in Florence for three months. It's not that much, but I could um, taste the culture of Italy. And and you like Italian culture very much. Yes, I study art history and I'm fond of Italian art. I'm writing my bachelor thesis about Italian architecture. So I just love it. And Gaia, you are Italian. Yeah. From Italy. From Italy, born and raised. But if I remember correctly, you don't feel, you never really, you always felt kind of, you always wanted to kind of get away from Italy. Yes, 
But now that I'm away, I do feel more connected to Italy. And I do think that my Italian identity just got stronger. So yeah, that's why I represent pasta. And Bratwurst, I mean, I moved to Germany, so my parents and my friends say that I'm getting Germanized. So uh, I could also become a representative of that in the future, the more I live here. I lived the most time of my life in Russia and now I'm living I don't know, um, eight or almost nine years in Germany but I'm not German. I feel just kind of part of this system, of this culture. I'm integrated in this system, maybe. I hope, I hope so, <laughs> I hope so, um, but I'm not German. And, and that's okay. Um, I was raised in Russia, in Russian family, and uh, my family is still in Russia. It's my mother tongue. I won't be able to speak German as well as I speak Russian. Ever? Uh, ever. I don't believe in it. <laughs> really? Yes. And, and if you stay in Germany, will you become a German citizen at some point, do you think? Yes, but German citizen and German, as a, for me, it's two different things. If you have a passport of this country or you're feeling like real German, it's, um, it's for me two different things. I totally agree with that. I mean, I just agree with that because of my mom, because she is an Italian citizen, but she's that because she married my father and she's been living there for more than 20 years, but she's Venezuelan, that's where she was born, but she's also Argentinian actually. So that's a whole different story. But okay, but go into that Italian. So your mom is Venezuelan so, Argentinian. Yeah, her parents, my grandparents were Argentine, but they moved to Venezuela and that's where my mom was born. <laughs> yeah, and we're also Jewish. So Maria, imagine just, you know, that's, that's kind of fast forward 20 years and you've now lived in Germany, but you still feel Russian and, and sort of think about what that means for Germany. Mm. Think about what that means, and not just for Germany, any host country. Think about what that means for integration and for identity, you know, um, and for immigration. I mean, if immigrants refuse to feel like the like they are actually part of the culture, it's it's a bit it's it's problematic long term, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, let's look at the example of of Gaia's mother. I knew your mother was Venezuelan, but this is the first I hear that she's actually. Argentinian, and if we go back, who knows where the ancestry comes from? Uh, maybe it goes full circle, and it's actually an Italian ancestry <laughs> like that went to to Argentina. But so this shifting of identity, right? So your mother is actually, I mean, sort of what you're saying is Argentinian because both her parents are Argentinian. Yeah. If we're going to do it like that, but she was born in Venezuela, so she is then Venezuelan, and then she married an Italian, so now you are Italian. What happens if you marry a German? Or is that the only way to, to have full integration? I don't think you'll ever reach full integration. You can come close to it. You can, you can seem fully integrated, but then it, it comes down to how you feel yourself. And I feel like most immigrants don't feel 100% integrated into the society of, of their host country because they still have I'd say an emotional connection to their home country and I feel that that stops them from, I don't know, fully integrating and mm -hmm. fully feeling 
like part of the host country's society. What does that mean for, for the global sense of nationality or cultural identity? Like I said, let's fast forward a couple years uh, into the future and you, you see yourself living in Germany and, and Gaia, you see yourself living... Not in Italy, that's for sure. You just said at the beginning that you, you really feel very Italian, you wanted to leave Italy, but now that you're not in Italy, you really feel Italian, yeah. but you can't imagine living in Italy. No. This, this is what I mean, what are we going to do with you two? <laughs> Let's exchange. <laughs> but that's because of how government works. That's just... Okay. Not because I, I don't like Italy, it's because I don't like the government, I don't like how life is there. I could not work there. I I can't. People change governments. Oh, if if Italy decides to change and do a 180, but I mean everybody contributes to the change. <laughs> if, if, yes, but could I really be the change? Could I really contribute? I don't think so. But everybody well, but if we don't believe in change then we have to, you know what I mean? Like if we you know what I mean? If we don't believe that we can change yeah. things that we if we're always kind of going somewhere else and then we don't feel like we're actually participating, like what you're saying as well, like you will never feel German. So, okay, live in Germany and kind of accept the, the rules and, you know, abide by it, but not influence it. That, I think that's, I, I don't know if that's good long term. You know what I mean? If people, if, if countries have inhabitants who are just inhabitants who are sort of like, don't feel like they can actually influence the development of the country and also in, in for, for example Italy or whatever people who then say I don't feel like I can influence it I'm gonna go somewhere else it's just that that's just that's scary for me um, no I, that seems sort of I do understand your point but I like to think in a selfish way in this side in this part of my life like would I rather live in Italy and contribute to making it a better place I, this is so bad this sounds so bad but I, I'd rather be selfish and live somewhere else and live my best life and you know contribute by voting but yeah I would rather live my a better life somewhere else than I wouldn't say suffer but not enjoy my life because I don't think I would in Italy. Yes, I can understand what Kaya is saying because living in Russia right now it's some hard thing. You, If you want to live there you need to work and also pay taxes and these taxes are going for war right now in Ukraine and it's hard for many people to to contribute to, to war. As a feel um, that they are part of this system, it's hard for them, and I can understand it. And and they they, they choose living abroad um, rather than staying in Russia and getting the system better, because um, you can't do it right now in Russia. Unfortunately, you will be arrested, and it's it's real really hard time um, uh, for Russian that think about this things um, and for me also I would I would love to live in Russia in this beautiful Russia in the future democratic system and so on um, but I don't see it in um, near future unfortunately and I would rather live in Germany now so I understand uh, point of Gaia oh my goodness Sorry about this. No, I think, it's, I think it's very, very good. No, I think it's very interesting. And I, um, 
how should change occur then? And I, and I understand what you're saying. And then look, my father fled Romania, same mm -hmm. reason. He had a dictator um, who he felt he could not support and he felt as a minority Hungarian that he also had to leave. So th th those were not my choices, those were his choices. Um, mm, he didn't stay, he didn't stay, you know, in 1990 there were changes and there are changes. I was just back, and by the way, for, for the listeners, we are recording this in March 2023. And I was just back in Romania and um, things have changed and it's improved and um, I was very happy to see that Hungarian minorities were accepted in Romania and there seemed to be peace and harmony among the people and um, the, the city I was born in is beautiful and I'm proud of it and I was I felt a complete closeness to the to everybody there, to Romanians and Hungarians and some of the German minorities and there's some Ukrainians and I mean it's you know I really felt like it was it was great and I and I wonder whether it would have been or how my life would be or how my cultural identity would be had my father not fled. Um, so I completely understand he did flee mm -hmm. and he went and chose a life in the U.S. and chose to have a quote unquote better <laughs> better life. Um, but how does change then come about, you know, and how, how does, just, just your views on that, both of you. Because I guess, I mean, now we've gone to, and I, the podcast is not political in any way, but we have gone from, from culture and national identity even, which national identity already is political, but we've gone from culture and language towards um, nationality, towards nations towards politics but just just very briefly since we did go down we'll, we'll go back to sort of a little bit lighter and a little bit more cultural in a second but since we did go down to uh, down this uh, path just your thoughts on this and and um, how, oh, how change uh, happens you know sort of, I mean, who, who stays and and how can and then, I mean and not specifically to Russia or mm -hmm. to any particular country and not again sort of not necessarily making a political statement, but how does social change um, come about and, and who stays to fight it out and what is the right way to fight for it? I mean, you know, how, how, yeah, because I think that's an important question. For sure. It comes from the people who want to mm. see the change and I also want to see the change. I'm just going to participate and do my part from afar. And that's sad, now that I think about it, but yeah, I see a lot of young Italians that they, they, are, they are fighting for what they stand for and also they are involving their parents, the older generations, still quite hard, but from, my, from what I see from my standpoint and what I see online, which is not always the most reliable source, but that's the only thing I have. I see a change in society and I'm just waiting to see the change become reality on a political sphere. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure and I think there is no no right answer to this question and I don't think that I have an answer. You, you need to be active in social life, you need to be interested in politics in your country where are you living and I'm living for example um, now I'm living in Germany and I would love to participate in this social and political life 
Germany. Of Germany, yes, because I chose this country. I absolutely I agree with that, and I think that is also something that, that is, I mean, it's not just in my opinion, this is my opinion. I don't think that when you live in a country, you just pay taxes and obey the law. I think mm -hmm. you do have a responsibility to contribute somehow. Yes. Um, and this is also what we uh, we need to raise in our children's. It's it's uh, it's important. I I've never been told about how politics works or that I can contribute to this and so on. And I didn't know um, all these things. And um, this was my problem. Mm -hmm. Would you become a German citizen if it was possible? Yes, I think so. Even if it meant giving up your Russian citizenship. Maybe yes, yes, yes. Do you think people should be able to be two citizens? Citizens of two countries? I think so, and I think that uh, this year there is some changes in uh, in Germany about this possibility. I'd love to be a German citizen, and mm -hmm. I could be a German citizen because of my husband and because you know I mm -hmm. have three children who live in Germany. But I would have to give up my American citizenship, mm -hmm. and that's that's the German right now the German law that requires that, mm -hmm. and that's something that that's a problem for me because I, I my parents are in the U.S. and I cannot not yes. belong to the U.S as well but I would love to be also a Hungarian citizen because mm -hmm. it, it is still my ancestry my heritage and so that's interesting you know it's just a piece of paper but it would kind of give it legitimacy and I would feel a sense of recognition official recognition of these three cultures and through that I think I would also feel even a stronger sense of responsibility to be a, an ambassador, a representative mm -hmm. of these cultures. So I think that's, that's an interesting, again, political question because mm -hmm. through this identity, through this official identity, I, I was raised Hungarian, but because I was already born in Romania, you know, the, the borders changed. So when my parents were born, it was still Hungary. Mm -hmm. I was born in the same city, but by the time I was born, it was the borders were changed. So I was born in Romania, so I have never been a Hungarian citizen. I have never actually could never say that I lived in Hungary. So for me, just that, to reconcile my parents' history, my parents' ethnic struggles, it would be an unbelievable sense of satisfaction for me to be able to say that I was a Hungarian citizen. You said when, when Gaia was saying definitely not in Italy that I will not that she will not be living in Italy and you went, let's change places. Could you I'm looking at Maria. <laughs> Could you imagine living in Italy, Maria? Yes, but I don't think I um, came in touch with um, all the systems in Italy, so I can't. Uh, you can't, I can't really understand yes, what it means to live there. Yes, so. yes, yeah, sure. And I also worked um, in um, in Italy, but it was German is institution in in Florence, so it was. Um, it was not yeah, sort of yeah, authentic a, Italian yeah. Italy, and this is something <laughs> part. And this is something that I that I tell people oftentimes when they say, you know, I love traveling and whatever, and then they say, yeah, I've lived here for a year and there. And for, eh. 
when does it become actual living you know and I always say sort of one year two years three years even I don't think you actually live I mean yes you're living but you're on the surface still and also there it depends are you in an expat community are you working at a company with all these uh, people who are from your home country I think that that matters as well so we started quite lightly with uh, caviar bratwurst and uh, spaghetti and got quite serious now so how are we going to define culture based on this and, and, and what matters and what matters in cultural identity? I mean, cultural identity is part of how we live our daily life. That's really part of us, so it does matter. To which extent? I don't really know. And is it, I mean, I think we are becoming quite mixed and there are a lot of third culture kids and, and there are a lot of, look at, look at this room, I mean, everybody's mixed. <laughs> Everybody comes from different backgrounds. Is it important to have one dominant culture that kind of um, guides your life? And I, and I would say sort of, I, I think multiculturalism is absolutely amazing and I think we have to gain from that point, period. But I do think that sometimes it is easier to be happy, it is easier to be at peace, it is easier to, um, it, it is, multiculturalism is a struggle in some ways. So I don't know, I think it is sometimes good to know, okay, this is the way I do it, or this is the way it is, with freedoms of taking small liberties. But, but it's nice to have a guiding, you know, a light faden, mm -hmm. a light motif <laughs> throughout your life. And the example that I've used um, very often is uh, Christmas, right? So already in, in this case, it's it's at least easy because because it is Christian cultures that have influenced me. So it's all Christian cultures. So at least we are celebrating uh, Christmas as as the birth of Christ. And and uh, so so you know, if you were mixing sort of religions, we didn't come back to the question of religion from the, the guy who brought up. I think that would be even more more complicated. But even with just Christian Christmas, who comes? Does it? Does the angel come? Does the the, the little Jesus come? Does Santa Claus come? And, and I told you, I think in, in a previous conversation, that in our house, all three come, right? So it's just everybody comes, and, and it's and it's great. Uh, there's the angel as well, right? So because in Hungary and Romania, it's the angel, and my, my husband comes from uh, the Dortmund area, so they're the the Christkind. The little Jesus, baby Jesus, comes and in north in Hamburg, actually it's Santa Claus also in, uh, well, it's Nikolaus who comes, but but very much influenced by Santa Claus and Santa coming, and of course I'm American, so Santa has to come at our house as well. Um, and what is it, right? So, so which one do you choose? And I feel like the three, it's a bit too much. I mean, that's what we did, that's what happened at our house. But it just becomes a bit sort of uh, heavy, and, and it becomes kind of like a, almost like a burden instead of something that's that, that's a nice tradition, and and that's a simple banal example of you cannot at some point carry through every single tradition, um, and so you become traditionless or or very diluted traditions. I think it's not only about the traditions; it's also about other cultural things that we um, have in our daily life, how we think about things. Um, should I go to the university right after the school or should I take a gap year or can 
may study a little bit longer, it would it be socially acceptable? Or I should study in these three years and um, do my bachelor right away and then my master and I don't know, then go to the work and start studying working and uh, with 30 you need to have a family, a house, a car and I don't know. In different cultures there are different opinions to all these things and I think it's very very nice if you can, can choose like the best thing for you from these three or four or only two cultures that you, that you have. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting what you're saying as well. I mean, it's absolutely true. All these all these aspects of your life are affected by by culture. The, the ones that you mentioned, um, many others as well. Um, for example, we eat warm cooked meals. For example, dinner is always we always eat, and we eat very American. I mean, that that's very American um, because we eat around 5:30 in the evening, um, so very early. As soon as mm-hmm. we get back from work, we eat 5:36. I mean, some days the kids have sports and stuff, but even then we try to eat before and it's a warm cooked meal, whereas Germans tend to eat more bread and cold mm-hmm. cuts and, at night. So we also have a warm lunch, so that's, and, and it's most of the time soup, and that's, that's Hungarian. That's just kind of this soup, you have to have soup, otherwise it's not a meal. So at least once a day I always have some sort of a soup, even if it's like a very, more like a stew, even then it's like more soup-y. So absolutely, like even these, these, these simple aspects of life, yes, of course, it, it makes a difference and, and you can cho- choose. The, where I think it becomes problematic is where it starts affecting your sense of belonging, where your family right, is doing things so differently, always, quote unquote, right? And, and even that, you can actually belong to a subgroup, to a minority group, but what if it gets so diluted that you don't belong to any group at, at some point? What if it's just kind of, you know, it's so different, but maybe that's okay. Um, but I don't believe in it that you can um, can read this point that you will not belong to any group. I have uh, already have my childhood, and I watched some films, and um, I don't know. I listened to the music, and it's it's definitely Russian. It belongs to the Russian culture, and I will transfer it to my to my future to my future children for example I will uh, teach them all the things that I have from my childhood that's definitely Russian I have a friend in Hungary for example who's from Romania Uh, she married an Indian man and she's very much into the Indian culture and so you know she she actually technically doesn't have any background in it but but she feels this this closeness to the okay her husband Mm -hmm. is an Indian now but she that's where she identifies that's where she has found her group so and it's again we're sort of circling around and that's a little bit like you with Italy you feel this connection to Italy as well Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess we always find our groups that we that we belong to through whatever, um, mm-hmm. whether it's through uh, nationality, through language, through a certain practice or certain interests, through, through a religion, through whatever. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to meet with me. In closing, because we kind of went you know, all over the place, last comments and conclusions or thoughts that you had throughout the interview. When you were talking about wanting more than one nationality, like legally, I also thought about that and what I would do 
And I also, I mean, I've been thinking about having either Venezuelan or Argentinian passport just for the sake of having it. Because I, I always say, oh yeah, I'm Italian, but my mom's from Venezuela or but my grandparents are from Argentina. I feel like having a passport would reinforce that statement and it would motivate me to learn more about those cultures. For my feelings and for my sense of identity and, and belonging, I would really like to get one or both. And Germany? Germany, I love Germany. I found my friends here, but I don't think I will ever want to f get a German passport. First of all, I don't need it. I have my Italian passport and that's already enough, like power-wise in a sense. But also, if I marry a German and I can get the German passport, then obviously I'll take it, but I will not actively go and look for it and go and look to get it. Okay, okay. And Maria? Mm, it was interesting for me to find out that actually feeling like Russian and at some point also German, but Italian, not really. It's only in my head. Uh, also not include some Italian things, uh, some Italian cultural things in my life right now. It was for me interesting. To today. discover that? Yes. Because you thought you, you felt more Italian. Yes, I tend to it, but yes, I don't, I don't do anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just something you know. Yes. You know yes. and like, but yeah, not, you're not Italian. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you so much. Thank you for having Thank you. Thank you for having me.